Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Wrestling Federation podcast, brothers and sisters. Episode twenty one: the learn, the leaving, the learning, the song. learning tree, the learning song, the leaving gong. We're here once again, Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. I am Sean Harris, and I am Aaron Kosker, and I've got a fancy new mic stand, and the wifey does not. Fucking pissed. <laughs> I'm still using a little jelly. the box from Sean's mic. <laughs> a little jelly. Yeah. You'll get yours soon enough. Payday. <laughs> Ooh, episode 21. We're almost at the end of season one, One Tree Hill. I know, you're kind of in a rush to like record this episode Holy so fuck. that you can watch I want to watch this season finale. I've been on bated breath wanting to watch this shit. Isn't I've, it so hard watching it weekly? I've been so invested into this. It's completely done the 180 Russo Swervsky into me actually really enjoying the show. Amazingly enough. thought I'd hear him say that. But you know what? On the other side of the handle is not just me liking One Tree Hill, but you have a favorite wrestler now. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Hassel Boots has my heart. He does. Uh, when somebody's as awesome as British Bulldog, though, you can't help it. Well, I mean, I always kind of had a favorite wrestler. Velvet McIntyre. Yeah. Yeah. She was badass. I mean, I worked with her. I talked to her all the time back in the day. Mm-hmm. And when I found out that she used to be a wrestler, I was like, what? Yeah. But now it's all about Bully himself. Davy Boy Smith, Tassel like Boots, the British Bulldog. back and forth in your chair. Yeah, because I'm stoked about this new mic stand. Because <laughs> you're also drinking. I mean, what am I not drinking while we're recording this podcast? Episode 21 the leaving song for one tree hill and make sure you follow us on tiktok and instagram at treehillwf.podcast and follow us and listen to us on all streaming services including spotify what google podcast what? apple podcast what? uh amazon podcast deezer stitcher what the works we're there Everywhere that you can listen to podcasts, you will find us, especially Deezer. But who really listens on Deezer? What is Deezer anyway? I don't honestly? know, but like we, I don't think we have a single listen on Deezer. <laughs> on Deezer? Yeah, we, we promote the one, shit out of it. We have one listen on Stitcher. Okay. So for our beloved, faithful, consistent Stitcher listener out there. <laughs> I think it's just one listen altogether <laughs> ever. <laughs> or maybe like they, because that's how, you know, I have it all on the link tree. 
and there's been one link tree click. Maybe they are subscribed. Possible. But you never know. Yeah. I don't get to see all the fancy details unless I like pay to see all the fancy details. You don't need to do that shit. I don't want to pay to see all the fancy details. Yeah, exactly. Just enjoy the people that listen in on a weekly basis. Thank you to all the followers, listeners, and the TikTok subscribers. Make sure you go and like rate us. Rate us, review us. Subscribe. Tell me how bad of a job I do when I do my Vince McMahon impersonation. Yeah, you know. Please. Let Sean know all the things he's bad at. (laughs) Yeah, please. I want to hear it. He needs that. He needs to be toned down a few notches. (laughs) You gotta take me down a little bit. Episode 21, The Leaving Song, May 4th, 2004. Lucas and Nathan, they are actually doing some brother stuff here, brother. Okay, I loved how Nathan knocked on Lucas's door and like, Lucas is like, bro, what the fuck are you doing at 6am? I'd be the exact same at 6am. Actually, no, I'd be like, grab a gun and shoot you at 6am. You couldn't find a gun at 6am. You couldn't even roll over. No. I'm not alive at 6 a.m. No, you don't. You didn't even know for the longest time there was a 6 a.m. in the morning. Y'all, you only thought it existed. 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, you had uh-huh. no idea there was a 6 in the morning. You thought it was just a 6 p.m. There's like, there's a 6 in the morning now? Dude, I used to work at 7 a.m. <laughs> an hour away from where I live. So I knew 6 a.m. existed. That's called hyperbole, brother. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah so luke is like why the fuck are you getting me up at this time of day and nathan's like bro we gotta get ready it's the playoffs playoffs we talking about playoffs playoffs what the fuck is wrong with you i'm hoping we can just win a game playoffs continue are you okay <laughs> like mentally are you okay no i figured Larry, 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 goes to talk to Peyton. Larry Playfairy, the dredger. He's Larry. Larry the dredger Jose. Papa Larry. (laughs) And he goes and asks Peyton, hey, you know, how would you feel about me dating Karen? And Peyton's kind of like, okay, you don't need to ask my permission, but like... You know, you do you, bro. He's already asking her for her hand in marriage already at this point. No, he's not. Yeah, he wants to marry her, quite obviously. That's, no. Uh, He's also informed Peyton that he's going to be leaving for a little bit. Just on a little work trip. He'll be back in so many weeks. Don't burn the house down. Don't kill anyone. Blah, 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 blah. So... That's good information for Peyton to know for later on in the episode, right? Mm-hmm. Now we cut to Dan. Turns out he wanted to be in Lucas's life. That he did. You could tell by those pictures that he saved of Lucas with his football team and stuff that there is more to this story here. The thing is, I feel like in Karen's point of view, he showed up too late. He shouldn't have left. He... Should have stood by her at that time, or at least asked her to go with him. Something. But he didn't do that, clearly. And the major crux here is that not only did Lucas not know about this, 
Keith himself, Keith. his own damn brother, did not know about this, and he pissed. Well, pissed that Karen never told him, mm-hmm. but also I'd be pissed at my own brother for maybe not telling me. And maybe, I mean, maybe Dan did say something. Maybe Dan did say, you know, I kind of want to be in the kid's life. And Keith was like, yeah, bullshit, bud. Yeah, I just didn't believe him. So I, I don't know. I feel for Keith, though. Keith is just that lovable loser, nice guys finish last kind of dude. Where just everything is, as much as you try to love the guy, and as much as you want to root for him, he's just that dude that just can't catch a break. He, just bad timing. The situations that he's in, it just does not go his way ever, and you really feel for him. Yeah. But what is the end game here, honestly? I don't know. You'll have to wait and see. Hmm. I know, right? Like, how much more pain is Keith going to go through before <sighs> we start to see some good for him? Yeah, it's basically been downhill the entire stretch of this show. Mm-hmm. Not much has gone right for him. Yeah. Lucas is a hoe. <laughs> we learned that probably in the first few episodes of the show, that he gets around, and he definitely outsluts everyone he's around as well. Yeah. Both Peyton and Brooke. Yeah. And they're obviously pissed because he was involved with Nikki. Unbeknownst to him, he did not know who she was or who she was with before. Well, and even so, if so, if me and you broke up and within a few days you were going and hoeing off with some hoe. Yeah. Hoeing off with some hoe. Hoeing off with some hoe. I would, no matter who it was, if I had like some bar rando yeah that turned out to be your worst enemy well even without being my worst enemy i'd be like excuse me you couldn't let the paint dry first yeah well i guess you've been there haven't you let's move on Uh to whitey please (laughs) (laughs) whitey needs eye surgery Yeah. He's got bad eyes, and I, I feel for him. I have shit eyes, too. <laughs> yeah, samesies. And then who's going to be the one to take over the team while Whitey's gone? And although he's only going to miss one playoff game. Just one. They do need a replacement coach for that one they game. Coach McCallum. Coach Street in Abbotsford. Street in Abbotsford. Mm-hmm. He's the junior varsity coach <gasps> uh-huh. for the Ravens, and apparently he's only won five games this year. One by forfeit. <laughs> so Coach Abbotsford Street, a.k.a. McCallum, apparently is going to be the coach here. But we all know who this coach is going to be for this one game. Fuck. Sean paused when we were watching. And was like jumping around on the couch. He's like, it's gonna be Dan. It's gonna be Dan. And I was like, can you calm the fuck down? You're gonna wake up a baby. Uh, McCallum's <laughs> just going, it should have been me. But of course we know. I had to pause this episode and say, okay, this is One Tree Hillville. This is Hollywood. 
We know exactly who's going to be the coach. And it makes sense, too. Not this loser Abbotsford Street coach who's only won five JV games, <laughs> one by forfeit. No, it's the fucking guy who used to play for the team, went to college, knows the players, knows the playbook, knows everything, gets satellite feeds I mean, for he's away games. to half the team. That's <laughs> Whitey would like to say he has sired half the team. But who's going to know more besides Whitey about this team? And it's going to be Dan. Guess so. He also knows Tim pretty well, too, since Tim is like <laughs> glued to fucking Nathan's hip. And also Tim uh, had to have some transgressions with Deb. In some zebra oh print underwear as well. Uh-huh. But we all know they haven't announced it yet, but we know Dan's going to be this coach. Yeah. For sure. Nathan has DSL. Ooh, he's got a cable modem now. My God. How we're, fancy. We're living in 2004. Haley's like living on dial up. <laughs> you can imagine those days where you literally had to get somebody else who was on the phone in the house to get off the phone so you can go on the internet. My parents would have hated having dial up because mm. I was always on the phone with boyfriends. Of course you were. You whoa. We're just, you know, we we're just talking. Just talking about D and V, but no, we weren't. <laughs> I was young, not young enough. Uh, Nathan has DSL, and he needs to go to work so that he can pay for said DSL. Haley is working on a paper or something for school, and she needs to borrow the DSL. So she's going to be on the laptop on the laptop on Nathan's laptop. Yeah. Mm. Doing her report. Makes sense. You know, sure. Be at the place with the fastest internet. Yep. (sighs) Dan. What about Dan? Wants to coach. (laughs) Oh, really? He wants to coach. Does he? And, Whitey's like fuck over off. my fucking old dead eyeless fuck body. Off. He does not want any part of fucking Dan being coached for obvious reasons. And it yeah. just kind of gets left at that. Then we go back to Haley. Yes. Well, no, we don't go back to Haley yet. Well, we're already we get to Haley after this next scene where they're at the river court. It is Nathan and Lucas. They're kind of practicing their shots. And <laughs> is it Lucas? He takes a shot. Complete fucking air ball. Nathan says, nice shot, Haley. And unfortunately, I gave Aaron notes out of order. And now she's going to cut a promo on me. You. <laughs> Go for it, brother. <laughs> When you're going through and we're having our creative meetings, we're having creative meetings for a reason. Uh-huh. Okay? You got to give me the notes in order so I'm not looking at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? Can we blame it on the goose? Got you feeling loose? Blame it on the trone? Got you in the zone? Blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol? Can you blame it on that? You only had two sips. 
Do you know who I am? You know what two <laughs> sips of alcohol does to me? <laughs> get your shit together. Okay, I'll get my Creative shit together. Creative meeting before we start drinking. I'll get my shit together. But apparently Nathan can't get his shit together because Haley is trying to write her fucking paper. She needs to type something into Ask Jeeves. And, and she starts to type something and then all of a sudden, original sin X X X because she was doing like the origin to, of yeah, like something. origin of something and original sin triple X comes on the search bar. She goes to that site and what does she find? She finds all the shemale midget porn that Nathan has been touching himself to for who knows how long. But then she looks at the bookmarks. He's got tons. Oh, there's of pages. a ton there, man. There's backdoor sluts forty two. There's a uh, dirty milkers seventy five. There's what the fuck is wrong with you? Holes over bros twenty two. You name it, it's there. Nathan's a dirty fuck. Huh? Holes over bros. Holes over bros. Holes over bros. Holes over bros. Oh my god! <laughs> so it's Peyton and Brooke. I suppose. But yes, Haley finds his internet stash of porn. And I mean, don't we all have porn? I mean, everybody. Bookmarked. I wouldn't say everybody watches porn, but a lot of people do. As referenced during COVID when like Pornhub was at its absolute fever <laughs> pitch of popularity when literally everyone in the world had a Pornhub account because it was free for a month. During COVID, oh, I wish just I like knew that. every other service, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can still redeem three years later. But most services during COVID had like a free month of YouTube, free month of this, free month of that. Pornhub jumped right on that and had a free month of Pornhub.com awesome. as well. Go, too. Go them, man. Absolutely. Now, I understand from both sides here. Haley, I felt she overreacted a little bit. But, I mean, but hey, hang let, on, hold whoa, up, hold up. Let me finish my point first. Is that I feel highly overreacted, but that's coming from my perspective. I also see it from her perspective that she is a virgin. She doesn't look at these things, and she expects her boyfriend not to look at these things either. So I get it from her side, but from a normal porn watching person like ourselves, this is a bit of an overreaction. <laughs> And especially at their age. 16. Right? Yeah, sure. Like she's, I mean, maybe if Haley was older at the time, maybe she could have understood it a little bit more. But they're young. They're 16. I don't know. How old are you when you first started watching porn? I was graduated high school. Really? Yeah. Damn, dude. I mean, I had a family computer. With my family. Yeah, sure. I didn't even have my own laptop till I was in university. Yeah. So I didn't enough. actually. Neither did I. Not even till like 2011. Wow. You didn't watch. I uh, had a fucking Blackberry. You didn't watch uh, those interesting channels at two o'clock in the morning when you no. were like 14, 15 years old. No, I was watching like Ghost Hunter shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching Ghost Hunter and I was watching Latin Lover uh-huh. <laughs> and not the wrestler, brother. <laughs> oh my God, ew. <laughs> Either way, from both sides, it's an overreaction. But for her, I can see it's not really an overreaction re- at all. Yeah. At that age, being a virgin, she hasn't like Nathan hasn't even seen her naked so she's and I get that fear of being compared 
100%. Yeah, especially at that age and with no experience. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. I even still sometimes am like, are you comparing me? Yeah, that's the thing. It's more of just kind of a fantasy. It's not a real life thing, you know? Except they're real people. They're real people, but you don't think of them as real people. Like I said, it's just kind of a fantasy. I've never compared any porn that I've ever watched to who I was with at the time. Okay. I would just use it to get ideas, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Right? Now I know where your twisted shit comes from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Keith. Has got heat. With Karen. He's oh. pissed. Oh, man. He's cutting a fucking promo. Supreme. Why didn't you tell me? Maybe I would have thought different of my brother mm. if you had told me. Man. It's cutting her deep. Didn't I deserve to know that Dan wanted to have a relationship with Lucas? Yep. This is honestly like this withholding of this information from Karen has actually affected a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. Yeah. But I get Karen's side. She was a kid. She was a kid. She was young. The guy that she was in love with walked out on her when she was pregnant. Yep. And knocked up another woman. Yep. So I understand why she's angry. Yeah. And why she withheld. There's some pent up rage there for her. Yes. But there's also some pent up rage here that Whitey is going to let loose on Dan. Because what has Dan done? He's circumvented Whitey himself. He's gone above and beyond over his head to the committee for the high school basketball team, as a, as apparently there's a fucking committee <laughs> for high school basketball. It's uh, like a sports committee. Sure. You know. But for high school basketball. High school sports in general. Sure. But quite the boss move by Dan. Now he has gone over Whitey's head and now he proved his point that now he is the official coach for this first playoff game for the Tree Hill Ravens. And Dan's going to get like the book and everything. He's even sitting. Whitey walks into his office and Dan is sitting at his desk writing a note and like doing all this shit. Got the playbook. He's got the book. He, oh, Whitey, I could see the smoke coming out of Whitey's ears. He's fucking seething here. Exactly what he did not want to happen. It has now become his worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Not only can he not coach the team, not only does he have to go get eye surgery, but <laughs> it's fucking Dan. <laughs> fucking Dan. But again, it kind of makes sense. I feel he's more qualified or capable than Abbotsford Street. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but the way Dan is as a person is never a good option it's just tough love ever just tough love you're so drunk what <laughs> uh peyton and brooke are friends again and they're oh. going out for a good old-fashioned shopping and makeup and whatever date but oh. peyton is babysitting jenny because mm-hmm. you know jake has to work 
And she now proves herself to be the world's worst babysitter, worse than the babysitter bandit herself. So they're walking around and they're looking in a store. And instead of, you know, like when you're turning around and you've got a baby stroller, you make sure that baby and stroller is within your view at all times. Even if your hand is on the stroller, that's not enough. Because someone can just go and grab. Snatch. That baby. And that's exactly what happened. I couldn't. Nikki. Oh, man. Now, out of all the pre-dick Sean's that I have made on this show, there's one that I have felt the most strongly about. And that's when we got introduced to Nikki and finding out that she is, in fact, Jenny's mother, her birth mother. I knew that I guarantee that there would be a kidnapping mm-hmm. of Jenny by Nikki. And here is another successful pre-Dick Sean Payton's a fucking jobber for letting this happen. She's in the care of fucking Jenny. She is the main person to keep a watchful eye on Jake's only daughter. And what does she do? She lets fucking Nikki not only snatch her, but Nikki says, ha ha, I have my baby, walks away, and all that. They barely even chase after her. Well, Brooke went to go find mall security. Peyton was trying to keep her eye on her, but at the same time, she's trying to find her phone. Her phone, she couldn't find it. It was supposed to be in her bag. She's digging around in her bag. She can't find it. She turns around to the singular, whatever, wireless booth. <laughs> they have a complimentary phone that you can use if you need it. So she grabs that. She tries to call uh, Karen's cafe to talk to Jake. Jake's not there. or He's not available at the moment. So um, anyway, she starts walking away. She's trying to find Nikki. Mall security has called police. And they've come back with Brooke. And they're kind of standing there trying to figure out where she could have gone. And Jake has gotten the message and he shows up. Mm, This is an absolute jobber move by Peyton because not only does she lose eyes on Jenny originally, she loses eyes on Nikki. So now Nikki is who knows where the fuck with the baby. And now Jake's involved, the police involved. And the thing is, is if they go to the police, which they did, if Nikki comes back, which she does with Jenny. She does. She's like, oh, what's the problem? Because here's the thing is that they're going to say, who's the mom? She's the fucking mom. So she has the upper hand on them anyway. And they don't exactly have an agreement, a custody agreement. Mm -hmm. Because she just kind of left. And Jake is trying to explain, like, look, she just left when Jenny was born. Like, I, she's never been in her life. But the cops aren't going to fucking take the guy side on that shit. They don't care. And she's such a vindictive, conniving person that she'll say whatever she wants to make sure she gets that baby. Exactly. And that's the point that Jake keeps making, that she'll do whatever she wants to and, keep And she'll Jenny. make sure that she gets custody. And nine times out of ten, the mom's going to win that case. Yeah. Unfortunately for Jake. Don't fuck up. I'm taking Flynn. <laughs> my precious precious little boy uh karen is now pissed at dan dan has showed up at the cafe and karen has words oh man they get into a heated exchange here 
And her, she, he's, the thing is, is Dan keeps doing this shit where he keeps saying little things and getting in everyone's heads about everything instead of just like fucking leaving it alone you like what were you gonna do like it's frustrating I totally see why Karen's pissed because of the way that Dan is it was better that he never was a part of Lucas's life at least he didn't hit Lucas like Karen did. We do not know, need to go there. Okay? <laughs> <sighs> we don't need to go there. No. Doesn't matter. Dan's a piece of shit. He probably would have hit him at some point anyways. You've seen the way that Dan jerks around Nathan. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen him hit Nathan, though. Oh, he's grabbed him and pulled him pretty forcefully. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Nathan and Lucas are in the job. Or... In the job. Wow, in the gym. In the gym. Yeah, in I was, I was, oh, a game. Okay. <laughs> English is escaping me. Wow. <laughs> English is a second language for you. When I'm on tequila, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're talking about the porn incident. <laughs> yes. And Lucas is just finding this the most hilarious thing. He's like, seriously, she busted you for porn and like she's that upset about it? It's like, it? what kind of porn was it? She male midget porn? What kind oh. of weird shit are you into? And he says, oh, okay, I watch porn too. It's okay, but just stay away from the farm animal stuff. Okay, bro? Oh my God. It was so <laughs> funny. But it's like, it's funny to see these brothers who originally started this series hating each mm, other. Not even acknowledging each other, just despising one another. And now they're working out together. They're joking about porn together. Yeah. They've got some brotherly love together. They do. But they are Wow. Okay. Don't steal my line. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it's just funny. And Dan is kind of like watching... And Whitey comes up and says, like, most fathers would be touched by that scene. But for you, it's your worst nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, for the team aspect, Nathan and Lucas being on the same page actually bodes well for them. Very well. Very, very well. Nathan's very much, you know, not like protective. Well, I mean, Dan's a bully. Dan's a bully. And honestly, with this whole Dan coaching the team, they're doing a practice. He's making them run these sprints. And Lucas is like, this is one of his first couple practices back after his accident. Mm -hmm. And he's not having a good time. And doing these sprints, he gets winded and ends up throwing up. And (laughs) Nathan's like, dad, like, what the fuck? Why are you such a dick? For like any hockey fans out there, this would be the equivalent of a bag skate. Basically just running them up and down, beep testing the shit out of them. And Jagelski isn't here at this practice and Dan notices that. He's kind of MIA for this practice. But with Dan, with this (laughs) whistle, does it remind you of anyone? Maybe a certain ECW manager named bill alfonso with the whistle i wanted to throw something at the tv i will throw something at you (laughs) (laughs) 
Dan's fucking Bill Alfonso, and he's fucking running these bastards up and down the court until they're vomiting. But <sighs> we do find out what's going on with Jake and why he's not at practice. Jake has come to the conclusion that he has to leave town. It's not safe for him and Jenny, and he needs to keep, you know, Jenny Nick- safe. And Nikki away, and we all know that uh, there's a very good chance that if all this goes to court, Nikki could talk the talk and she'll get custody. So obviously, you can't have that. Jake is confiding in Peyton with this because that's the closest person to him at this point. And he says he has family in Savannah, and Peyton's like, you know, she can track your car. Like, they'd be able to track your vehicle. So what you need to do... I have a way for you to leave. My dad has a boat. They're leaving tomorrow morning. Go with him. I'll talk to him. You just go with him. Tell him you're visiting family. He's going to fucking leave town with the dredger. That's the play. Shit. It's a bummer because Peyton's really starting to get close to him. And I feel like on a relationship aspect, but definitely on a good friend level. Yeah. But still, like, he just... I don't know. I feel like she really connects with him on a nice level. Too bad she's a terrible fucking babysitter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Haley finds pictures on the laptop. Mm. She's doing more of this report. She's trying to find a picture for this report now. And she has saved a picture to the laptop. She's trying to find this picture. And instead, she finds about six fucking pictures of Peyton. In a towel on her webcam. Why is that not on my laptop? Dude. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Um, You know, she's really like hurt by this because not only has Nathan said that the women in porn aren't real people, but now she feels hurt because Peyton is a real person and his ex And does he still have feelings for her? Like, all this stuff is going through her mind. And she's feeling at this point like Nathan having her heart is maybe not enough for him. Mm. But she needs it to be enough for him because she wants to wait till marriage. And she's not ready. Yeah. She's a super virgin. So everything is definitely up a level here for her. But for all intents and purposes, she's justified in her emotions. 100%. I totally get where she's coming from with that. And if you had pictures of your ex on your phone or laptop and I found that, I'd be hurt too. No matter what, even though we're in a good place and we have a kid and everything, I'd still be like, why the fuck do you still have this? Feigning, throwing up on the microphone divorce papers get delivered to deb at karen's cafe now when the divorce papers get delivered to deb what do you think her first knee-jerk reaction is not exactly the reaction and the emotion she goes through that you would think yeah she's actually sad which after everything from the previous episode we know that them hooking up meant nothing really oh yeah we knew that But I feel like Deb kind of had this hope. But it's also a thing like, you know, this life that we built together is over. 
Yeah. And the person that I fell in love with is gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's more about that aspect than anything. So I understand why she'd be sad. It's and it's also too like you've spent so much time being married to this person and now that's all going away. Yeah. So you can't get that time back. Yeah. It's kind of all lost now. So like, what are you going to do now? You got to start over and start dating someone new or uh, whatever. And yeah, that's rough. That's a hard thing to go through. Sure. I mean, you've been through it. I have. It's not you easy. You found me. I did. So you lucked out. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Facebook algorithms. Uh-huh. Lucas goes to see Peyton, and apparently he wants to see her one last time. Why? Yeah, one last time. What the fuck is that verbiage? But also, Peyton's like pissed at him still at the same time. So she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And what are you talking about? Yeah. So we get to the final scene. Keith's packing up. He's got boxes. He went to Save On Foods to Save get on foods. to get some fucking banana boxes so he can pack his life up and go to Charleston. Karen's there. She's really not having this. She's like, "Why are you doing this, Keith? Why the fuck now? Am I just that terrible of a person? Is this situation this bad that you feel like you have to leave town and do this other job?" And, you know, for him, like, he just needs the fresh sp- start. Yeah. But Lucas appears in the doorway. Oh, and this is where I start losing my shit because I start putting all the signs together before Lucas says anything. I realize that, A. He paused the episode when there again, was, like, five minutes left. Again, I paused it, and I had a real good thinking sesh on my own here. And what I kind of came up with is that, A., He had just talked to Peyton saying, I wanted to see you one more time. B, the episode title is called The Leaving Song. And C, we've had straight up child abuse in this season from Karen to Lucas. So no wonder he wants to fucking leave with Keith. She beat the shit out of him. She laid the smack down on his candy ass. She stomped the mud hole in his ass and walked it dry for possibly getting Brooke pregnant. If he fucks up again, she's probably going to drop him with the power bomb or maybe even a stone cold stunner. <laughs> so Lucas is going to leave with yeah. Keith. That's what he He's wants. Done. He's gone. Also, Jake has gotten on the boat and left. Yeah. So Peyton's really feeling the feels. So that that conversation with Lucas was not made any easier by what she's going through. But now Lucas is officially leaving with Keith for Charleston for a fresh start of his own. On amazingly enough, he's just gonna piece the fuck out and say, Yeah, he's been messing up a lot, but where does this leave Karen? I mean, Karen leaves for six weeks, she comes back, and now all of a sudden. It was only six weeks, like she likes to say, and now not only is Keith leaving, but her son is leaving her as well. Everybody's leaving Karen because she left them. Wow. Um, For six weeks. Yeah, it's, I mean, so now he's not going to be there for the final game? For the playoffs? 
He's not going to be there for the playoffs or the finals, but or is he going to stay until how, that's done? How or? long do you think? Oh, man. I mean, this is One Tree Hillville. He's still like, how long <laughs> does he stay away? Okay. This is One Tree Hillville, brother. So I know how this shit rolls. And it's either he doesn't end up going or he does end up going and only stays for a very short period of time. I'll give it God, six months tops. That is the absolute most that he would stay in Charleston with Keith. And don't give me that face either, <laughs> you fucking salt rim and tequila liquor. 4.34. Dollar sign 4.34. That is an excellent episode. I highly... Yeah, you've been talking about it all week. It's good, man. I enjoyed it. But the predictions have been on fucking point. The kidnapping, Dan being the coach, Lucas leaving... I am on fucking fire with these predictions. So far. So far. I haven't been doing too bad. But there is one prediction that I made closer to the beginning of the podcast that I feel like, yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to hit in the next episode. And that is, will Peyton and Lucas finally hook up? It's almost happened twice, but never sealed the deal. We have one episode left to make this happen. Can he at least just get it in in the last couple minutes of the last episode? So, just so I can be right here? Just get it in, bro. Just one, one pump. One pump chump. Just fucking get that penetration and I'll be right. It's all I need. It's all I need for this fucking season finale. It's all I need. Uh-huh. One pump chump. Brother. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of this episode? Well, I mean, I'm not rating the One Tree Hill episode. What'd you think of this episode, though? I really liked it. How have you? How do you feel about season one now? Obviously, me not seeing anything from season two to nine, but in the grand scheme of things, how do you feel about Tree Hill season one as compared to other seasons? Spoiler free, of course. Um, I will say that I feel like. I really loved the show most in seasons three and four. Okay. Which I feel a lot of shows definitely hit their stride by that point in time. There's a whole... Yeah, you know those things where they like put like rate each season? I need to go through one of those and like really think about it. Okay. But... Yeah, I feel like it's a good like starting season. I feel like it really introduces the show and the drama and the characters in such a great way. Yeah. And like there's a lot that it builds to. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I feel a lot of season 1 is definitely a ton of character development. Yeah. We learn who these people are. We learn their stories, we learn their situations. We learn that this show really should have been entitled Daddy Issues from the start. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it's laying the groundwork for the next whack of seasons. Yeah. And like how much time do you think there is between each season? Yeah, that's weird because so many shows are different where some shows would be like, oh, it's a cliffhanger and we're literally at the same scene or a day or a week later for the next season. Some some shows, they're months, even years. years in the future, much like Parks and Recreation, years in the future for the final season. Mm-hmm. So it's honestly hard to say at this point and it really 
depends on what happens in the season finale because we could be at the point where we hit the season finale, shit goes down, and then who knows, Lucas leaves, and then it goes forward a bunch of time. He's been in Charleston for a while, comes back, whatever the fuck, I don't know. And that's kind of where it leaves. My prediction kind of seems to be almost immediately or six months. That's kind of my area here. In six months or less, that's where season two will pick up. I don't think they'll go too far in the future, but far enough where some time has passed. Okay. Okay. When do you want to watch this next episode, this season finale? Oh, whenever we have the chance, brother. You have an entire week off. So. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. But you know... Time and place, baby. Time unfortunately place. for some shows, and especially with this show, going back to 2004, when it ended, so it was in May of 2004, if you're watching this, like a weekly episodic TV show was meant to be watched back in 2004, you would have to wait until September or so for the next season to start. That is months and months away. If this first season ends on a cliffhanger which it will because every first season ends on a fucking cliffhanger in every show when it ends on a cliffhanger you gotta wait months and be left hanging on that cliff until new seasons start in september and that's why wrestling's the greatest thing in the world because there is no off season it just keeps going every week it doesn't fucking stop especially on march 10th 1997 it's not monday night raw anymore brother it's raw is you didn't answer my question when do you want to watch the season finale soon Raw is whoa. I'm done with One Tree Hill now, brother. It's wrestling time. Okay, well I need another drink. <laughs> strong, strong, poor. She, she's gonna. She's, she's, she's. What? She. You gotta puke. You gotta puke. She, she's gonna. She's, she's gonna puke. I'm not gonna puke, but that was whore. Last time I drank tequila, <laughs> I puked. Yeah, you did. It was disgusting. Oh, boy. All over the kitchen floor. Gotta love it. But you know what's not going to make me fucking throw up is the March 10th episode of Monday Night Raw. No longer Monday Night Raw. It's Raw is War. I might need to add more lemonade to this shit. <laughs> Don't do it, bro. Just drink the pure alcohol, dude. No, I, it's it's got lemonade in it again. We're good. Okay, now it is Raw's War. No longer the big R-A-W sign, the letters, gone. I know, it's this whole... The smaller venues, for the most part, pretty much, gone. Mm -hmm. We're in bigger venues. Mm -hmm. We have a new intro video and theme song entitled thorn in your eye yeah could you imagine a thorn in your eye that would suck that would be terrible that'd be shit but we have a new intro we have a new song it's called thorn in your eye they have this giant ass ramp now and stage they have a fucking new ramp they got a stage they got the titan tron the big screen they put some money into this the big screen it's got to be like a fucking 
hundred foot screen or some shit. It's gigantic. Oh yeah, it's way taller than me. It's gigantic, <laughs> and it's called the Titantron because Titan Sports is the company that you know Vince McMahon has that owns WWE Titan okay. Sports. Okay. Okay. So. It is the Titantron because it is a Titan. Titan Your arms are just like I'm going all over everywhere. the place, dude. I'm trying to show you how big this fucking Titantron is. We have the fucking Titantron. It is a gigantic fucking screen that shows videos of the wrestlers as they walk down the ramp, dude. Yeah, dude. This is like. Like you said, they sunk some fucking money into this shit. So how big is this thing? It's like 100 fucking feet tall. Dude, it's like 150 feet high, dude. It is so fucking huge. We got the Titantron. We got Thorn in Your Eye. We got the intro. We got the pyro. We got the new set. We got the new fucking ramp. We got the Titantron. We have Attitude. Did you like my promo on the beginning of Raw's War? Yeah, it was all right. It was okay? Probably not as good as my promo on porn or whatever it was. Something. What What did I do a promo on know. earlier? On me not having notes in the proper order? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not as good as that. Yeah, that was a good promo. First off, very first episode of Raw's War, new, and not the new Rockers or the new fucking Blackjacks either. We have brand new fucking undertaker sid promo sid's in the ring undertaker's in the ring and oh sid starts out with a wonderful line you must think i'm stupid yeah you are yeah you are brother (laughs) yes (laughs) and undertaker says enjoy your last few days as champion, and you will rest in peace. It was like an epic stare down, and they're pretty. And, like, and they're pretty tall, like Undertaker's both the same height almost. Undertaker's maybe an inch taller, maybe mm. an inch, but they're very similar in height. So this stare down is it was like nuts. Whew, it's fucking going here, okay. Holy shit, dude. And once again, what do we have? Typical Attitude Era chaos. <laughs> Vader's in. Mankind's in. Paul Bear's in. It's a fucking Donnie bro. They come out with a white piece of dog shit. <laughs> Fuck, why won't he just go and die? Everybody just starts brawling and here of we course. go. It's a brawl and that's how most things end with a brawl. Now we have our first actual match of the night. Seems like with this new addition attitude of Monday Night Raw, Raw's War, they seem to be changing things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. As opposed to some matches, now they're kind of going back to more of these squash matches in quotations. And you know, you now know what a squash match is, is getting a star on TV and getting a very convincing, short, dominant win over oh, some fucking loser. loser. In this case, it's Tiny Head Dude. <laughs> Tony Roy. Tiny Head Dude. He is the enhancement talent this week. Tiny Head Dude. <laughs> and he has to face... The pebble. The pebble rookie Maya Villa here. And of course, 
The pebble, the pebble wins. The pebble. The pebble. Wow. <laughs> the pebble. The tequila is hitting But me. during this match, the fucking Sultan's music is playing, and they keep playing music and shit. And Bob Backlund, former world champion Bob Backlund, the Iron Sheik, and the Sultan are all here, just talking about Rocky and how Sultan's going to beat his ass at WrestleMania through the entire match. He just yeah, they're talking. up on the stage. <laughs> And they're trying to like distract him and he just ignored the distraction. He did so good actually with ignoring that distraction. And winning the match with the fucking flying cross body. Yeah. And yeah, they're running him down the whole time. But I love how Iron Sheik is one of the managers here. And he is the ultimate like kind of heel, the uh, guy from Iran and the anti-American USA hawk pool. I fuck your ass. I break your back. I make you humble. That is fucking Iron Sheik. Okay. Fuck your ass. <laughs> <laughs> he's just telling Rookie Maivia that he's going to suplex him and fuck him in the ass. Okay. Yeah, basically. In, in not so many words. But he gets the quick win in about, what, a minute? Yeah, it was so short. Beats Tony Roy a minute. At least he's not looking like the paper champion like he has recently where he's been getting his ass kicked most matches and pulling it out at the end. Now he can get like a very dominant win over somebody and look strong going into WrestleMania. Yeah. So they come down and they want to, uh, you know, get into some fisticuffs possibly with fucking rookie here. And Tony Atlas jumps the guardrail. And helps out Rocky here. Tony Atlas, former tag team partner of Rocky's dad, Rocky Johnson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tony Atlas. So he's here. Yeah, I was like, who's the who's the guy? He's the foot who's guy. The dude? He's the foot guy. Oh, so he'd like my feet? He likes feet, brother. <laughs> and then we get so he'd like to massage my feet like you just massaged my foot he probably would like that interesting you know what else he might Give like him a call for me you know what else he might like is He's fucking foot <laughs> <laughs> you know what else uh tony atlas could possibly like besides feet what cool borders on playstation one. Oh my god <laughs> we used to play like we had a ps1 and we had like that you know how you have the cd binder things we had one but it was full of burnt playstation games we yes. had ours like yes. our playstation hacked so that oh. we could play all these burnt games preach and i'm pretty sure we had cool borders because I remember it. The original Cool Borders. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Great yeah. fucking series. Cool Borders. Cool Borders 1, 2, 3, and 4. And then, oddly enough, 1, 2, 3, and 4. After 4, what number did they go to after that? I don't know. 2001. Well, 2001, you know. It's the year. <laughs> they start. That's when they started doing that. They're like, oh, we're going to go with the year. But if you think of it in numerical logic, one, two, three, four, 2001. <laughs> yeah, I know that sounds Do really you dumb. want to count to 2001? Okay. One, two, three, four, 2001. Okay. <laughs> cool Borders. The original Cool Borders on PlayStation. And I love how they keep getting PlayStation in on both shows. Both shows, NBA Shootout is <laughs> in. Cool Borders. NBA Shootout is in Tree Hill. And Cool Borders is in WWE. Cool Borders, great fucking PlayStation game. 
Now we have, oh my God. So, this weird six-way <laughs> sex thing. <laughs> six-way sex thing? Yeah. Because <laughs> they're all wearing masks, I guess. It's the heavy metal team versus Latin lover team. It is Ooh. a sex thing, so, you know. I am so, A, impressed and B, surprised. Why? Because you just gave me two members of uh, opposite teams in this match and you actually got the names right and not only that these aren't guys that are around very much they're occasionally have spot appearances and this is one of them and yes heavy metal is one of these wrestlers i know and that's yes, why i said that latin lover is one of these wrestlers as well and we also have pierre roth who was in the royal rumble we have pentagon we have Hector Garza. But that's the thing. That's why I did Team Heavy Metal and Team Latin Lover. You know. Sure. Sure. They're, you know. Yeah. It was just easier for me to remember. Because I didn't care about the other guys. We have Octagon and we have Latin Lover. What a weird spot to put your pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Latin Lover, who we remember from Royal Rumble, who came into the match and kicked Goldust in the ass and reverberated through the entire Alamo Dome in front of 70... 1,550. He was there, brother. And mm-hmm. so it's a six-man take. Couple high spots, cool, whatever. Six but it's like... Six-man sex thing. Six-man sex thing, apparently. And yeah, it's, it's just kind of... Yeah. It just kind of happens. Team Heavy Metal won. Yeah. They they win and it's a thing. And you were so impressed by me right now. Yeah, that was really good. Heavy metal and Latin lover. Very nice. Triple A, get your shit off my show. China. <laughs> China. 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 People think I don't like China. I love China. China. China is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league. China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. China, China. So China's there for a weird sex thing with six other guys. <laughs> She's like creeping in the stands. Yeah, she totally was. Yeah, creeping in the stands, just like chilling, you know, you know, trying to stay, you know, in the shadows, trying to hide a little bit. No, fucking security's out. Fucking cops are there, guns drawn. Fucking here we are again. Apparently, es- she got arrested. Escorting her out of the building, throwing her in the slammer, you know, typical wrestling things. But it did take six guys to escort six her. Six guys, it was wild. Out of the building, apparently. Apparently. Out of the building. I don't buy that. Yeah? I don't buy that. Okay. They say that she was taken away by police, but I don't buy that. You doubt it. Yep. And now, during this uh, six-man sex sesh, apparently, uh, we get a promo from Brian Pillman. The first time that you've seen Brian Pillman. Yeah, who is he again? Former tag team partner in WCW with Steve Austin. The Hollywood Blondes. And he's here. He's still injured because earlier in 1996, Brian Pillman came to the WWF. 
And he was former tag team partners with Steve Austin. And then he had a promo and then he stooged off Bret Hart. He talked about how he's the excellence of execution, how he's the best. Now he is the best there is, the best there was, and the best that ever will be. So do you think Steve Austin took very kindly to a comment like that from his former tag team partner? Definitely not. No. So what did he do? He broke his fucking ankle. <laughs> Sounds very stone cold. So he put his fucking ankle in a chair and stomped the shit out of it, broke his fucking ankle, and put Brian Pillman on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then Austin tried to break and enter into Brian Pillman's house, his house with his wife there. And in order to defend his house, Brian Pillman had a gun. What the fuck? Brian Pillman wrestling. had a gun and he was going to use it and he pointed it at Stone Cold Steve Austin and then the fucking camera went dead. The camera stopped and it ended there. Well, and clearly Stone Cold didn't die because here he is. Yeah, he's not dead, but... He- They got in a heap of trouble from the network. USA Network that has WWE on it, USA Network gave them shit for this. Really? Because they put a fucking handgun on television and had a character threaten to kill another character with said handgun. Handgun. Handgun on live television in front of millions of people. Live. Mm. So (laughs) they got in trouble for this. Had to apologize and, you know, the whole thing. So, <laughs> yes, these two have history. So here's Brian Pillman. And he is the loose cannon. Like all these weapon uh, <laughs> references that There's they like so to many. make. You know, he's, you know, he's on shotgun Saturday oh night. Oh, my God. Right. You know. He's, he's got a gun that has a hair trigger on it. Ooh, he's the loose cannon. He's mm. Brian Pillman. Another squash match. What is a squash match, baby? When a star fights a loser yeah. so that they look good. Exactly. And this time, it's the Thonginator, but he is fucking glistening. Whoa. It looks like they went and like... Placed rhinestones on his body <laughs> to make him even shinier. <laughs> okay, so I was thinking of how I wanted to go about this in this episode and talk about how glistening fucking Ahmed Johnson is here. But like, I first off, first thought that ran through my mind, he just took a bath in about fucking 20 liters of rhinestone. No, no, baby oil. Oh, it was worse than like baby oil. No, no, no we're talking twenty liters of uh-huh. fucking like a whole like water bottle for the, for a water machine. Yeah. That much baby oil, and he just bathed himself in it before coming out. Just all the fucking baby oil, and then took a thing of rhinestones and just <laughs> dumped it over his head. And then Chicken McNugget threw some glitter juice on him after too. Fuck's sakes! It was like a <laughs> lot. I was like. Longinator's on it tonight. And the way the lights like shine off of him and it's just like he's this beaming fucking god. You know what he reminded me of? What? If you look back a few years back at like 
uh, Met outfit that Kim Kardashian wore. It looked like she was naked with dripping water. That's what he looked like. <laughs> I was dreading the first ever Kardashians reference on this podcast. We must strike that from the record books, brother. <laughs> Never no. happened. But no, legit. I will find. Yeah, that's going on the socials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ahmed and yeah, okay, okay. I, I got it. I got you. I got you. Glistening thonginator, Glistening. fanny pack tracksuit boy. It's not even like it's no longer fanny pack tracksuit boy. It's the glistening thonginator. The glistening, glistening, the glistening thonginator. Oh, the glistening. He's upgraded. Yeah, he's hit a new level here. Oh my goodness, this is this is something else. <laughs> so like I'm so excited by this guy. He's so awesome. You even care about the match. It's just like I get to see glistening thong and Aiden. I'm on thong watch. You're on, th- <laughs> you're on glistening thong watch as Ahmed Johnson has another squash match with Roy loser. Roy Raymond, another jobber, the enhancement talent of the night. Once again, we have now who ever feuds with the nation of domination pretty much knows what they're in for. We are the nation of domination. Nation of domination. We are the nation, lavening color. Don't diss the man who will bum rush. Your mother, the nation of domination is in. I hate these motherfuckers. I was ready to throw something at Sean Mm. right now. (laughs) I put my hand down. Good. Finally put my hand down. down. The nation salute. (laughs) We're going to have to do video on this one day. It's actually, you know, enjoyable to actually watch us do this as opposed to just listening to us. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's a lot of room, though. Like, those are long videos, right? Yeah. Well, whatever. I have a 500 and something gigabyte phone. Yeah, that's true. I have a lot of storage on my phone, bro, so we could do it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll just have to handwrite my notes and, you know. Ahmed goes and says that, yeah, he's going to bring some friends with him. To the Chicago Street Fight at WrestleMania. This is going to be the nation. It's going to be six-man tag. It's going to be pretty much the entire nation because it's no DQ against Ahmed and these two partners of his choice. And now we hear... It's the spiky dino bros. (laughs) They're a team with the thonginator. I love dinosaurs, so this is awesome. Dude, you would love Luchasaurus as well, too. Legion of Doom is in here. The Spiky Dino Bros. Luchasaurus before Luchasaurus. Spiky Dino Bros. L-O-D. The Legion of Doom. The Road Warriors. Hawk and Animal. And they're going to join up with fucking Glistening Thonginator to help him out in the six-man tag Chicago Street Fight at WrestleMania 13. Now, Aaron, I have... A task for you. (laughs) (laughs) What does Hawk say to the nation of domination? Once we're done with you, you'll be a sweaty, fly-covered pile of raw sweat socks. 
That was great. Oh, my God. I think we rewound that like how many times? Dude. Six times? Holy, I don't even know how it many times. It was hilarious. I was dying. I almost peed my pants. That was fucking good, dude. It was great. Really good shit. Honestly, as good as Hawk's promo was, I think your promo <laughs> in doing that, impersonating Hawk, I think that's your first actual impersonation. Maybe besides like one of the divas, you know, uh, just making up like a bitchy girl kind of voice for them. <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, fuck, I'm sunny. I have my ass hanging out, you know? I literally give it to all the boys, all the dick in my puss. Damn, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, your Hawk promo unmatched here at Tree Hill Wrestling Federation (laughs) podcast. Segment six, Bulldog Tassel Boots. a cutie patootie. He's bizarre, and he is a cutie patootie. It's British Bulldog, Tassel Boots, and cutie patootie Owen Hart. They have a tag team match here with the new Blackjacks. A.K.A. Assless Chaps, A.K.A. Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> yes, it is Carrie Bradshaw. Formerly starring Carrie Bradshaw. Starring <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw, yes. Justin Hawk, now with a new character, he is now Blackjack Bradshaw. Because uh, Blackjack Mulligan, uh, there was the Blackjacks tag team of all that, Blackjack Mulligan. And now they're recreating this with the new Blackjacks, Blackjack Bradshaw and Blackjack Wyndham. They wear assless chaps. Yeah. They also get on the mic before the match starts. And in their full assless chaps glory, he calls, <laughs> it was JBL, so John Bradshaw Layfield, or Blackjack Bradshaw, we'll call him BB, or uh, Carrie, Bradshaw. Carrie Bradshaw, CB here. <laughs> he calls him a useless Canadian tick. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Don't talk about him a boy like that. And he's, you got some pretty lips, boy. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that's a little weird. Says to Owen, he's got some pretty lips, and Owen doesn't take too kindly to that insult. I wouldn't either. He told him he has nice lips. Looks like Owen is a good kisser. He probably got nice lips. Yeah, I'm sure he wants to kiss him. (laughs) But he goes right after him instead, and they start their Donnybrook. The what? The Donnybrook. What's that? it's a Donnybrook. It's when people just start slugging it out. Just start. You never tell me these terms, and you just say them, and expect me to you know. It's a uh, fucking Donnybrook. I can't even talk. It's a slobber knocker. That's Ew! I don't it's a like day of that slobber one. knocker. That's disgusting. Team Yellowstone here. <laughs> <laughs> Up against Bulldog and Owen. Pretty standard tag match. Yellowstone back and forth as. Of course, Vader and Mankind are out, and they <laughs> they have the tag team title match with Bulldog and Owen at WrestleMania 13, even mm-hmm. though they've only had maybe only a couple tag team matches together at all, Yeah, Vader and Mankind, so now they're getting the tag title shot, apparently, at WrestleMania apparently. 13, sure. We also get Taz, more of this ECW weirdness going on. Taz with fucking 
<laughs> Taz with Bill Alfonso on his whistle. Oh. I plugged my ears every time. No. No. <laughs> Fucking Alfie in his whistle. So Taz goes after Lawler. And Sabu comes out of nowhere and does his triple jump fucking dive to the outside, misses everyone, and goes straight through a table, much like Sabu would. Leaf Cassidy is coming down. Nissan Leaf. Nissan Leaf is out here. Versus the bear. <laughs> Legit. So, this guy was so fucking hairy. Uh, that could like that's a sweater. Dude, this guy was wearing a sweater. Legit. He's a bear. And yeah, his chest hair, Woo! his back hair, his arm hair, it all was the like, hair, dude. That would be itchy. That would be too warm. I could not. Literally I'm a sweater. I'm sorry. I would be waxing that shit off. Yeah. That would cost me a fortune, but I'd be wax- waxing that shit off. Yeah, it would take forever to wax oh, that off. Oh, shit. Fuck. Miguel Perez is here for his first match on the main. He was here a couple weeks ago and Savio, he was on commentary and he was running down Savio and kind of interfered and a couple of drop kicks and went after Savio. They used to be buddies. Now they're enemies. So Miguel Perez is in here and yes, he is the bear. He's a hairy fuck who wears a sweater, even though he's only wearing a singlet. His hair is out of control. And he also gets the win here over Leaf Cassidy. Yeah, that was unexpected, but okay. Yeah, right away. First match, Miguel Perez with the dub. Then we get the announcement that we will be having. Go ahead. Four Leaf Clover <laughs> is going to be a special ref. For what match? At WrestleMania, it's Little Bitch Heart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh-huh. In a submission match, and who is the king of submissions from the Ultimate Fighting Championship? Apparently, it's for Leaf Clover. Leaf Clover, fucking Ken Shamrock, legit fucking UFC champion, badass, world's most dangerous man, for Leaf Clover. Never heard of him. Yep. You do now, though. You know exactly who he is now. He's fucking Ken Shamrock. And he is here, and he's going to be the special guest referee for the Austin Brett submission match Austin likes to you know say hey whatever as long as you call it down the middle and shit you know I don't care if you're there I'll kick your ass I'll knock your lights out (laughs) if uh, you know you get in my fucking way yeah and you know that's a typical Austin promo and he is definitely still the best on the mic in the company at this time and Brett's here as well he's such a little bitch Crybaby Brett, once again, Crybaby Brett is here. And, you know, he's he's been screwed. He's been screwed by Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> he's been screwed by Vince McMahon. He's been screwed by the people. <laughs> he's been screwed by Stone Cold Steve Austin, the hyena. I just can't with this guy. He just... Mm, he reminds me of someone and i just can't he likes to bitch and whine and moan and complain but he says he knows he's been crying about things lately yeah at least he's he's self-aware he's self-aware at least and 
once again, he all he does is tell the truth. He just has to tell you very loudly and over and over again. And like, dude, just give it a fucking rest. You've been champ how many times? How many times has Undertaker been champ? How many times has Stone Cold Steve Austin been champ? Exactly. He needs to shut the fuck up. Shawn Michaels isn't here to be champ. How many times has Shawn Michaels been champ? Okay. He's been champ more than Shawn Michaels. He's been champ out of more than anyone I've mentioned. He can sit the fuck down and wait a year. (laughs) Shut your fucking mouth and let someone else have a turn. Don't be a whiny little bitch. Don't. Oh, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit because life's so unfair. (laughs) Fuck off. Oh, babe, I love it when you cut a promo on Bret Hart for being a little crybaby. You sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin. It comes from the heart. (laughs) Comes from the Bret Hart. (laughs) Billy Gunn and Aldo Montoya. bitch. (laughs) Because Scissor Bitch against Yellow Jockstrap Portuguese Man of War. You know what? Like when you said that his name was Aldo, I thought all I thought of was Aldo Aldo Shoes. Oh, the, oh yeah. It's a shoe company. Okay. Yeah. It's a store, right? Aldo. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually at the mall that I work at. Aldo Montoya, the yellow jockstrap wearing Portuguese man of war. <laughs> Fucking holy shit, dude. <laughs> so Billy Gunn, uh, honky tonk man is out here and he's still trying to clone himself. And he's even Fuck talking off. about cloning himself this time. He makes reference to cloning exactly, but he wants he wants something to someone to be as good as me as the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, McMahon. Doubt it. And yeah, he's having a bit of issue finding somebody here. So Billy Gunn picks up the quick win in another squash match. Billy Gunn squashing somebody who's not so incredible, Aldo Montoya. Then we have a backstage promo with Mankind that gets cut off. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> by Vince McMahon and the new Thorn in Your Eye music. So funny. So Mankind gets cut off. We go to commercial and then we get back and we have... Golden McNugget versus the Bumblebee. The Bumblebee. Yeah, he's looking like a pair of pollen Nike Air Jordan 1 highs. Wow. It's looking like a pollen here. Tim McFeeny, McKeeny, McDreamy, McSteamy. When are you buying Mc me, Jordan? Something or other. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tim something, the Bumblebee against Goldust in another squash match. Holy shit, this is what, like the fourth squash match now? Third or yeah. fourth squash match? They're just like, wow, we extended how much time we have on this show. But we don't know how to fill it. You gotta fill it with something, dude. (laughs) And squash matches, it is. Goldust gets the quick curtain call win over. Just shorten it. Just do the shit that matters. McSteamy, something. But post match, China. China's here. Bitch. You don't like China? China. I I love China. China, big league. She keeps attacking gold titties. Yeah, Marlena. I like gold titties. I like Marlena too. She's cute. She's short. Right? She's short and cute, but 
China is just fucking hell bent on fucking this chick up like big time. So they jump in. Here's the thing, though. She's in cahoots with Diz Prince. And I told you. Yep. And now officially we have a name. She's China. 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 The first announcement of her actual name. China. She goes and attacks McNugget. Yeah. Her and Hunter Hearst Helmsley. But then Gold Titties is like, nah, bitch, you ain't hitting my man. And she jumps on her back and fucking goes nuts. Yeah, dude. Chokes her out. Fucking just like jumping. and. She's like, she's feisty. bitch, this is not only payback for all the shit or all the times you got me, but this is also you getting my boo. Yeah, right? So I now said the, that really weird, my boo. My boo. My boo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> fucking her boo's getting the fucking boots put to him. So now she's going to jump and put a fucking sleeper hold on China. Eventually she falls down. She's kind of out of it. And then the referees try to go after China and she fucking picks up one of the referees. And just like fucking tosses him. She gorilla pressed the shit out of Harvey Whippleman and threw him into a couple other referees. <laughs> like holy Fuck, I shit. Never. They're definitely trying to get China over as this Amazon bionic woman who could kick the shit out of a guy I if she wanted Sean, to. I was like, how would you feel if my arms were as big as that? Like as big as hers? And he's really like, he was like, I wouldn't mind being thrown around. Yeah. <laughs> Toss me. Weird. Throw me around. Throw so me weird. over your shoulder. Ew. <laughs> it's just creepy. <laughs> yeah, so China's looking like a boss here. They're booking her real strong with this fucking gorilla pressing of the referees and shit. Yeah, she's coming off good here. And then we go to the great... Oh, fuck off with this shit. Debate. I ignored this entire thing because it was just chaos it was annoying it was loud i just wanted to mute the tv or just you know skip it altogether yeah we uh uh, you're not the biggest fan of these kind of segments that especially involve jerry the king lawler and and, especially a lot of yelling and paul Heyman. and yeah it's basically just kind of yelling back and forth But and whistles and shit. Whistles no. and everything. But the big takeaway here is that the podium broke again. Again. <laughs> With a feather touch. Yeah. Someone needs to construct these things better. Yeah. Man, I don't know what's going on. And then finally we have our main event tag team match. How are Undertaker and Sid going to coexist when they have to take on the team of Vader and Mankind, the number one contenders for the tag team titles? Yeah. Uh, it did not work. No, it, did it, work. it didn't because fucking Undertaker chokeslam fucking Sid in the middle of the match. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then fucking because the steps were like in the center yeah. from where the ramp was, uh-huh. not the corners as usual. So Undertaker launches himself over the ropes, barely misses the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. And tackles fucking not so Darth and icky mankind. Yep. And it's just, it's fucking chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's fucking wild shit. And yeah, he barely misses those stairs. Barely. That could have been a pretty bad injury. He could have got fucked up there if he hit those stairs. That wouldn't have been pretty. That would not have been good. Yeah, not at all. And Vader ends up pulling out the win for his team. Yeah. What the fuck? So we have some, you know, yeah, we all knew that Undertaker and Sid would have more than a hard time to coexist here on the first Raw's War. But it's kind of setting the stage. But also what they announced is that next week mm. we have now agreed that Bret Hart gets one more chance. Because he's a whiny little bitch and won't shut the fuck up. He cried. So maybe to get him to shut the fuck up, they just give him this opportunity. Again. Uh, now he has. When do they just tell this guy to go fuck himself? <laughs> To be fair, I mean, off of merit, he is the longest serving champion and more reigns than anybody else. Okay. I get giving other people a chance, but this guy has proven to be a top guy for a long time. And But it's also, now time for a new top guy. So sure. shut the fuck up. <laughs> sit your ass down. Enough. He's got seniority, brother. Who cares? <laughs> we now move on to the next episode, which is the Go Home Show. This is the last episode where we're doing two episodes in one. Yes. At least for the foreseeable future. Yes. So March 17th, 1997, the Raw is War. That is the Go Home Show for WrestleMania 13. First out... Spiky Dino Bros. We kind of have a fun tag team match going here because we have the Lod versus the Nod. Oh, God. The LOD versus the NOD. The Legion of Doom versus the Nation of Domination. Fucking hate the Nation. Yeah. Crush and Savio. You keep saying that maybe one day I would like them. Yeah. That's, it's, you know how I am, how strong-willed I am yeah. on certain things, like extremely strong-willed and stubborn. Mm-hmm. Why are you just moving your head <laughs> like that? Because <laughs> I know what happens. <laughs> Fuck off. Just like you know what happens. I know what happens in One Tree Hill. You know what happens <laughs> with One Tree Hill, and I don't know shit, and you get like to hold that over me. And I know what happens all throughout this era. Every minute detail memorized in the memory banks for me because that's how big of a wrestling fan I am. But you don't know. And so when I say something like you might like the nation, think a little bit about it before poo-pooing it on the air. No, I'm poo-pooing. You're poo-pooing. I'm poo-pooing. <laughs> okay. Current nation. Current nation. That's the thing. I don't know what changes are going to happen. Mm -hmm. It depends. If they're still fucking annoying with their stupid fucking annoying song. I love their song. Poo -poo. Dude, that's a fucking banger, dude. Poo poo. <laughs> okay, you're hard P. Your hard P, poo poo, and fucking N O D L O D here. 
Hawk. We love Hawk here at Trio Wrestling. Fucking unhinged. But you know, like like Mankind and Sid, they're like kind of just like a little annoying, like unhinged. This guy's like hilariously awesome unhinged. He says shit that makes me like, hold up. Can you you like go backwards a little (laughs) bit on this? Actually say that. Skip back because I need to figure out exactly. Because first of all, you don't even know if you heard it right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, did I hear that right? And then he goes back and it's like, no, no, he actually said that. <laughs> yes, yes. Good old fucking sweat oh, socks. Oh, God. Savio Vega probably wears sweat socks, but Savio probably. Vega, he's throwing Hawk into the announce table. Mm-hmm. But he throws it into Vince McMahon, JR, and Jerry Lawler's announce I know, table. of course, because he doesn't want to throw him into the Spanish table. No, he would never do that to his brethren. No way. The Spanish announce table is an announce table that takes the most bumps in the night, but of course, when Savio's wrestling, no way is he going to hurt his precious Spanish announce table. Farouk and Ahmed are barred from ringside for this match. <laughs> Makes sense. But Farouk has got a bar for Ahmed and grabs a nightstick and fucking beats down Ahmed oh, in the backstage fuck. like a government mule. This this is why, like, I can't with these motherfuckers. Ahmed. Sneak attack. Thonginator, get your two by four. Yeah, right? Fucking murder. Sneak attacks, cheating, ganging up on their opponents at every turn. I don't like it. Yeah. So, and then fruit comes out. We got a schmage of a finish here. And yeah, Farouk's joining in on the fight and beating down LOD with the fucking nightstick. These guys are fucking, you know, bunch pa- they're a damn pack of wolves. And who comes to save the day for the LOD? Thonginator. Not so glistening now, Thonginator. Ahmed well, Johnson. No. He's in this like crazy outfit. It's oh my god. The this fucking singlet, it's like striped and like grayish and like blackish or I don't even know. But then he had this weird sweater over top and then he had like a yeah, do-rag on he had his a head. Do-rag, but he had like something. He had like a turtleneck on before <laughs> in the back like underneath the jacket. Like anyways, know. he's in a fucking hardcore singlet here. Not as glistening though and he has his 2 by 4 in tow and he breaks it over Wolfie D or JC yeah. Ice, whichever one I don't I, I'm gonna I say care. I'm gonna say Wolfie D. <laughs> I don't care. And then they get D'Lo Brown up for the fucking Doomsday device, and he n- takes a nice little flippy flop and lands and lands on his cranium, his right occipital protuberance. Did you actually Google that area on his head? Gorilla Monsoon, brother. Hunter Hurst Helmsley has got a match with Flash. Funk. Ew, Pimp Daddy and his hoes. But Diz Prince has his ch- hoe too. Hunter has got China. China. China is here. But China like, all the time. Do you notice how they always stare each other down? China all the time. All the time they're staring each other down. Marlena, that's China drunk. to me. <laughs> Sable, that's China to me. 
Hunter Hearst Helmsley against Flash Funk. And now that we have a bigger ramp, I'm thinking Flash Funk's intros could uh, possibly get longer. Ten here. minutes now instead of five. <laughs> Ugh, the worst. Now, I think we... So, hang on. Yeah? We didn't have as many of those squash matches. In this episode. In this episode. Because fucking Pimp Daddy and his hoes took up all the time. <laughs> With the entrance. Longer than Undertaker's WrestleMania entrances. Flash Funk. Now, here's a milestone at the Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. I don't know how many times this has occurred, but I know it's a very rare occurrence. Jerry the King Waller, pervy king himself, says, Damn, Flash Funk's music is annoying. They really need to cut that down. Why does it take him so long to come to the ring? I would say that you agree with Pervy King on this statement. Once in my fucking life. <laughs> Jerry Lawler making sense on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation. The only podcast. time in his life. China gets involved and pulls Flash Funk off of trips for the win. And after that, it distracts him. And allows extracts him, extracts and distracts flashest of the funkest. And he turns around and he eats a pedigree for his troubles and the one, two, three for Hunter Hearst Helmsley. The mm -hmm. big W here on Raw's War. We got a report, and now he's in the building. It is the Heartbreak Kid, Sean. Oh. My goodness. Michaels. I was so worried because he's walking in with a bag. Yeah. Does he have his gear? Oh. It looked like maybe he did. And I predicted it would at least be a few months. Yeah. We're like a month removed from when he was last here. On Thursday, Raw Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was worried. Yeah. But before we get to any drama with Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Ew, this was a stupid like mini Vader, mini not so Darth and mini Mankind versus mini Golden Chicken McNugget and some fucking <laughs> like literally it looked like children. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's the uh, minis match. <laughs> Mini Vader, Mini Mankind against Mini Goldust. And I think he eventually turned into Max Money, but he's something Escarita Jr. I can't even remember. Can't even remember. Something like that. Let's call him Max Mini for now. Yeah, but Mini Nugget won. And his, you know. Yeah, and uh, Max, Maxis of the minis, uh, mini Vader time, mini Mankind, and even uh, uh, Max Mini, he does the big dive onto mini Vader. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, right off the stage. So they keep getting guys on the stage. They keep fucking pumping this gigantic stage that they have now, but you got to utilize what you have. So you have the stage and the Titan Tron. Uh -huh. And the pyro and the music. Now, I haven't heard your thoughts on this music. What do you feel about this new intro with the, 
the flaming ropes and the guys fighting in the flaming ring and fucking Stone Cold walking through explosions going everywhere. He's kicking over shit. It's Ahmed so extra. Ahmed's got the fucking two by four. I He's kicking a fence down. Don't even go there, dude. Uh-huh. No. I kind of miss the old one. Dude, this one's so extra. This one's gonna grow on you, man. It's so good. He got the fire I mean, barrels. I've only seen it twice. Yeah, so, but you got the fire barrels and like just fucking shit going on everywhere. They're fucking scrapping in the ring. It's on fire. Oh, they got to do in your eye. <laughs> it's so fucking badass. Mm-hmm. It'll grow on you. So, <laughs> yes. So Gorilla Monsoon says that. Yeah, I've heard Bret Hart and his fucking whining and crying and complaining. And now it's finally time. He is going to get the match he so richly deserves. Bret Hart, Psycho Sid, cage match, world title on the line. Where it was like a question, is the world title on the line or not? Because there was like a lot of, you know, talk going on. They weren't sure what was happening. Now apparently it is. Officially official, it is a title match. Gorilla Monsoon has confirmed When do they it. just give it up with this dude and be like, sorry, brah? Brett? Yeah. Yeah, man. Sick of him. He's fucking Bret Hart. Sick of him. And he comes out and he's like, yeah, man, I got my fucking title match. I'm going to be the new champion. And it seems like the new motto around the WWF. I'll scratch your back and you stab mine. Wow. (laughs) The Americans, like Stone Cold Steve Austin's a lousy, stinking hyena. (sighs) Fucking Americans. Hyenas. Oh, God. (laughs) He runs down America and Austin and everybody, and he's going to get the title shot that he so richly deserves oh god then we get a an ad for the wrestlemania 13 denim jacket we get another appearance from adam and, and george it was a jersey as well a jersey, jersey. yeah denim jacket 69.99 fresh off two months no, ago the, the denim jacket was how 99 was, yeah how much is the hockey jersey 69.99 oh, that was 69.99 yeah oh shit dude yeah. George and Adam, apparently they made it back from San Antonio. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> that was a long walk. And you notice that there wasn't any squash matches at this point, but here we go with the first squash match of the night. And it's the Sultan. Pointy boots. Pointy boots against Mike Bell. I just called them Bells. Bells. Jingle Bells. Yeah. Mike Jingle I'm, Bells. I couldn't come up with anything fancy for him. He's, He's just weird. a fucking jobber. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Rocky Mayavia, the rookie Rocky, the pebble. He's on the commentary desk, full, nice black dress shirt and jeans. He looked good. Nice loafers, nice. His haircut looks a little better now. It's not all pineapple willy anymore. He's like cut it down a bit. Looks looks a little better. Right? He's got a nice little necklace, that same necklace he wore in that fucking legendary picture meme <laughs> with his fucking turtleneck sweater and that the one that necklace. every white girl dresses up as for christmas or halloween for christmas <laughs> yeah i want to go as fucking 97 rocky in a turtleneck with a necklace and a <laughs> fanny christmas. pack for christmas <laughs> halloween fucking and he's on commentary and he really doesn't have much to say here 
and Sheiky Baby and fucking Backlund and Sultan after Sultan wins this match by Camel Clutch, mind you. And they're going to go after Rocky on the commentary table again and broken up by Tony Atlas, Rocky Johnson's tag team partner from back in the day. Foot Finder, fucking Tony Atlas. Send him a picture of my feet. <laughs> Footfinder.com's number Painted one subscriber, toenails. Tony Atlas. Do you like the graphic that they had for the cage match? It was just a regular picture of I Brett know. and Sid, but then they like photoshopped, photoshopped. a fucking bar of a cage in front of their faces because if you didn't know it was a cage match before brother it is a cage match now you better know now hey babe where did uh sean michaels find a smile he was looking for it back in texas he found his smile back in san antonio and ken shamrock is at home yeah at home uh, Ken Shamrock is the world's most dangerous man, but Shawn Michaels is the world's most emotional wrestler. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. Now, Shawn Michaels is back. About a month and a bit removed. But he came out in like regular like street clothes. So yeah, I was little, like, okay, it doesn't nice, look like he's going to try and wrestle. Sure. Cute little sport coat, little white shirt, jeans. You know, we'll get like, up. It, it didn't look too bad. It looked like linen pants. Linen pants? Yeah, seems about right. Yeah, it didn't look like jeans. Yeah, sure. It was not jeans, for sure. Oh, yeah, whatever it was. Anyways, he's looking pretty good, you know? Not ready to wrestle yet. Still got some time with the knee, but he's looking better. He found a smile. He's also fucking roasting Vince. <laughs> yeah. For A, not inviting him to WrestleMania. Yeah. Even though he can't wrestle, he could at least be on commentary or whatever. Yeah, for the title match. And he's also roasting him for not getting an invite to the Slammies. Yes. Even though he's nominated. Mm-hmm. For multiple awards. So. Yeah, where was fucking Shawn Michaels' invitation Vince to the Slammies? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you were, you could see, you were injured. You could see... Vince, like, he does not, like, you see him smile, but he does not smile as big as he smiles when fucking Prom King is on the, in the ring with him. Like, he's got a hard on for that dude. Vince is fucking beaming here. It was nuts. Because after over a month of not being able to say, the most flamboyant, the most charismatic, the showstopper, the main event, Mr. WrestleMania, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. He's beaming. That was funny. <laughs> so, yeah, Shawn Michaels honestly has every right to be at WrestleMania and at the Slammy, seeing that he is nominated for a couple of awards. Yeah, just, you know, hang out. He doesn't want to be, like, totally left out. He still has doctor's appointments he has to go to. But, like, you know, I think he's been feeling a little left out. So he lost his smile at home, and I guess Vince lost his invitation in the mail as well. But now he's going to bring his smile with him everywhere he goes. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, Lord. What a tearjerker. And another thing that likes to bring a tear to your eye, tear of joy that is, this next match, fucking Vader against... Tassel Boots! Holy shit, dude. Fucking Bulldog of the British variety against <laughs> Vader. Of both the British of variety. Of the British variety. Both opposite take team partners on the outside, helping out, making sure their boys are doing well. Mankind's out there. Owen Hart's out there. Holy shit. Fucking Vader is like 424, 30, 440 pounds, whatever he is. He's in over, well over the 400 range. I've never seen this guy get fucking suplexed the way that British mm-hmm. Bulldog fucking suplexed Vader. I'm very disappointed he was wearing pants again. Yeah. No thighs for Aaron for Bulldog this time. <laughs> <laughs> but he I'm gets thirsty for some thighs. He gets fucking Vader up with his vertical suplex. And you know, Bulldog's vertical suplex, he likes to stall. He likes to hold him up in the air for a while. He did not hold him up as long as he normally would. But the size of this guy, the fact that he was even able to keep him up stalling at all is impressive. And yet he does it for a decent amount of time. This guy is gigantic. 11-11, make a wish. Ooh. I wish that Stone Cold Steve Austin beats Bret Hart at WrestleMania. (laughs) Same. 13. I also wish that Undertaker beats Stupid Sid. Yeah. Unreal vertical suplex. And then we go right back to the fucking brawl. It's Owen in. It's fucking Mankind in. They're all brawling. (laughs) But then fucking Bulldog nails Paul Bear. Holy shit. I thought you would like so happy jizz in your pants when you saw fucking Bulldog laying out Paul Bear. That was the best. Your favorite taken out. Your most hated. Oh, my God. And then he takes the urn and fucking Cole Cogs Vader and Mankind too. Yeah. And fucking Bully and Owen are standing tall going into WrestleMania. But it's great because it wasn't them that got disqualified first. It was Vader. Mankind got Vader disqualified. Yeah. So then Tasselboot still won. He won and they stood tall at the end, crushing the fucking urn over their heads. It was awesome. Scissor bitch is here with AA Ron. AA Ron Ferguson in a squash match. <laughs> Billy Gunn trying his <sighs> hardest. Now Ken Shamrock is on commentary. You mean four, four leaf, leaf clover. Four leaf clover, lucky charm. Lucky charm. Something like that, you know? <laughs> Leprechaun. Old Kenny boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's on commentary and the entire match, Billy Gunn basically is just trying to say, oh yeah, I know submissions and you know, I'm going to kick your ass Ken, and you know, look at me. And he actually wins this match. So fucking cocky. He wins this match against a Aaron Ferguson and he wins it with an arm bar submission hold. And yet have you ever seen, I don't even think of another time that I possibly go through the entire memory banks of my wrestling history that I ever saw Billy Gunn win a match by submission. I don't even think when I he's ever. been a scissor bitch now. Yeah, not a chance, man. I could, I don't even know any submissions Billy Gunn has, let alone winning a match by submission. So he wins by arm bar and then shamrock. He challenges shamrock 
And four leaf clover here, he is definitely gonna bring the fucking smoke to scissor bitch. Yeah. So Shamrock gets in the ring and they square off. And yeah, he fucking punks the shit out of fucking Billy Gunn here. <laughs> gets him in the fucking arm bar first. Mm-hmm. And then he does it again. He gets him in the ankle lock. And Ken Shamrock easily could have snapped fucking Billy Gunn's ankle in two here if he wanted to. But he didn't want to. He just wanted to let him know who he is. He wanted to scare him a little. He wanted to give him a little fear of God, startle and scare him a bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, your, your leg would have been in two pieces, but I'm going to let you off the hook. <laughs> and then we get Austin on the fucking Titan Tron cutting a promo about Ken Shamrock saying that <laughs> he had a couple street fights that his friends got on a camera um, in his backyard and fucking put it on television. And here we go. That's why you're popular. Now, ABC does a fucking story about the world's most dangerous man. And funny enough, when Austin says that, he makes like the camera moving motion. I didn't notice that. Yeah, he did like the whole camera and like winding up the camera. Him and Brian Pillman did that in WCW when they were a tag team. Okay. The Hollywood Blondes, because they had like a Hollywood movie star kind of gimmick with those two guys. Mm -hmm. The cameras, cranking up the cameras. He did that with Brian Pillman. Oh, so that's a callback. Now we have the main event. The legendary blue steel cage has now been erected all around the ring. (laughs) And we have our world title cage match. Brett, the hitman heart versus Psycho Sid. So Sean told me something when this match was starting. He said... Either they have to go over the top of the cage. They yep. need to exit the cage. Yeah, climb but over. If they are going towards the door, the ref will just open the door and let them out. And I'm like, yeah, make them fucking fight for it. That's not it. No, they need to fucking climb over. That's bullshit. That's cheating. <laughs> I did not like that. But both guys are able to do that. And this is the thing for cage matches for years that I always thought. I'm just like, wouldn't it be smart? Just lock the the gate. But wouldn't it be smart for the wrestler to just like make a break for the fucking cage door right away in the match? Like run through it as fast as you can. Just fucking dive through. Yeah. Right. And yet like they have this door and it's a thing. So, yes, they have the door. And the referee will open it up if the wrestler calls for him to open the door so he can walk out. That's so dumb. But the other wrestler still has the ability to stop him from getting out. Yeah, but uh, it just, it's like, really? Make them work for it a little bit more. But then you get the race finish that they like to use a lot, where one guy's climbing over and the other guy's going to go through the door, but they're doing it slowly and dramatically, of course. So one guy's almost climbing out, the other guy's almost out the door. Who's going to hit first? Who wins, right? Mm -hmm. So they go with that finish. You said that Bret Hart uh, has been turned into wall decor in this match? Yeah, fucking (laughs) stupid. Stupid Sid has got his like crotch in one hand and like you know shoulder the in fucking the other. shoulder in the other, and he's literally pinning him against the cage, <laughs> using him as wall decor, <laughs> posterizing him literally. It was great. But Stone Cold Steve Austin, 
him and Undertaker have a vested interest in this match because Undertaker wants Sid to win so that he can face Sid for the world title. Because if Sid loses, he doesn't get that shot. But Stone Cold wants Bitchy Brett to win. Yeah. Because then he will get the world title match against stupid Bret Hart. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to watch Austin helping Bret Hart in this match. And then Undertaker helping Sid. Yeah. Weird. Even oddly. though the night before mm-hmm. or the, the well, week before. Yeah. Week before. Yeah. Oddly enough, a very unique <sighs> it was weird. turn of events in this match. So it's just major brawl at the top of the cage between the four guys. Undertaker is now out as well. Just fucking absolute chaos. But, you know, Brett's trying to get out. Sid's trying to get out. Austin's stopping Sid. Taker stopping Brett. Both Brett and Stone Cold almost fell. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah, and I especially was like, Austin. Ooh. And then finally Austin went down safely. Yes. And he's brawling with Taker on the outside. He gets the chair and he fucking cold cocks. And I like that chair shot he gave to Bret Hart the night after Final Four where he feather tinked him. But when he fucking nailed, obliterated the Undertaker with this heavy chair shot. So you're thinking that, yeah, Taker is out of commission now. Yeah. He is no longer around. So he's what happens? Done. Just like He's I dead. just like I alluded to before, the fucking race finish. Sid's going up the cage. He's going over the top. He's climbing down. He's almost there. Brett is literally at the door. The door is open. All he has to do is take one step over the fucking apron. Two feet hit the floor. He is the world champion. But Undertaker slams the door but here's the thing stone cold did that too sid had an opportunity to walk out and stone cold did the same thing he didn't shut it on sid though he just shut the door and locked it shut Mm. didn't hit sid with the door just shut it did brett brett get hit with the door yes he did oh shit (laughs) (laughs) yes he did he was just about to step out he was kind of raising his hands like he was gonna win as he takes this next step and then out of nowhere like an rko undertaker fucking slams the door in brett's face he goes back in the ring sid lands two feet fucking ring that fucking bell sid retains the world title and officially will be defending it against the undertaker at wrestlemania 13 Mm -hmm. oh i saw the big smile on your face i've never thought i'd see you be happy to see sid win a match let alone a world title match right before wrestlemania but you were beaming just as much as Sean, uh, just as much as Vince McMahon was for Shawn Michaels. Because I, I wanted it to be the Undertaker, and I know that the Undertaker could beat Sid. It's kind of unfair though to the Undertaker here. Is that like his opportunity was almost taken away from him by one step? But because he was there, he made it work. Well, and also it's unfair. So I could see why Undertaker was so pissed off about this entire match altogether. Because you're going and saying that you're going to give fucking bitchy Bret Hart this world title match in this cage with stupid Sid. And now this is going to cost me the ability to get the world title. Yep. 
fuck off. <laughs> yeah, so he makes sure it doesn't happen. And then post-match, this is where it pops off. You thought the fucking match was chaotic? Here we go, post-match. They're taking the cage down. It's not completely off yet. Vince is already in the ring talking about, oh, oh yeah, you must be frustrated, Brett. And then what does Brett do? Oh, he fucking pops off on Vince. He fucking shoves he Vince on his ass. He fucking pops off on Boss Man. Yeah, he does. He fucking shoves his ass to the ground. I'd right be like, you're fired. Mat. Get the fuck out. He is down and Brett is going off. Fucking frustrated isn't the goddamn word for it. <laughs> Everybody's turning a blind eye. Gorilla Monsoon's turning a blind eye. Vince McMahon turns a blind eye. Everybody in the WWF knows that I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the was. best there ever will be. Keyword was. If you don't like it, tough shit. Was. This is bullshit. All I've been getting is screwed. Who cares? <laughs> On to the next world champion. Oh, legendary fucking promo. I Just was so happy when he lost. Pushing the fucking boundaries here. I'm sure you're happy when Brett lost. And everybody's just turning a blind eye to all this goddamn oh, God injustice, damn man. It. This guy is just a fucking whiny bitch, and he needs to shut the fuck up. And this brawl just keeps going and going and going. They're out there. They're knocking Pat Patterson around, the agents. Shawn Michaels, for some reason, comes out again. He starts rearranging some furniture and shit. Yeah, I think he was getting ready to jump in there, and yeah. then he was like, maybe and, I and should. A, and of course, Vince is just losing it on commentary. Just like, don't do it! Sean, don't do it! Think about your health! Oh my God, don't! Sean Michaels, think about your family! Don't do it! Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I could have that much excitement. For a wrestler as Vince McMahon has <laughs> excitement for Sean. Oh God, no! <laughs> oh, the love affair between Sean and Vince McMahon. You know what love affair I have with One Tree Hill? Our bed. Yeah, I love our bed too. Yeah, it's comfy. Yeah, And I hope you all are comfy listening to this podcast once again here on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation. Yeah. At treehillwf.podcast. bed. And TikTok. And Tic- all the streaming. And all the streaming sites like. Deezer, uh-huh, Spotify, uh-huh. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. That's the one there. I always forget about is iHeartRadio. What about Pandora. Yeah, Pandora. Okay, here's the thing, though. When I had to sign up for, like, Pandora and stuff, it, like, I had to use a VPN. Oh, really? To, like, put me as U.S. Oh, okay. Because it it wasn't letting me do it, in like, as Canada. Apparently, it's not available. No, it's only an American thing. It's like Peacock. I don't know. So you can't get it. You got to be in the States. I don't know. Fucking I was like, Pandora's hey, turning a blind eye to all this goddamn injustice. Oh, fuck's <laughs> sakes. And here we are, next episode, season it's finale. finale. It's an absolute finale because you have WrestleMania 13 
the season finale, and One Tree Hill episode 22 season finale, will Lucas leave with Keith? We were on cliffhangers. And what else is going to happen? Oh, my God. What else could possibly happen? And Sean is going to get his mind blown with what happens. Okay. You're going to have no fucking idea how to handle it. You're going to. You're You're probably not going to sleep. Oh, my God. Because you're you're just going to be like, actually, no, your mind isn't like mine where my mind is always racing. But. I think this might be the one time that your mind races. Wow. You're pumping this up. Like anything less than a 4.79 is complete failure on this episode. (laughs) Watch him hate it. (laughs) Oh, I'd be like, oh, this is the worst episode ever. No. So we got that episode of Tree Hill. And we also have WrestleMania 13 prediction time. Ding, ding, ding. Prediction time. Aaron's predictions nation of domination versus legion of doom and ahmed johnson who you got thonginator thonginator and the lod okay next we have stone cold steve austin (laughs) shut the fuck up no bret hart brett no bret hart he's a fucking bitch oh Oh, Brad, eh? Okay. No. Vader and Mankind versus Owen and Tassel Boots. Who do you got? Uh, Take team title match. Uh, this is a hard one because I feel like how much longer are they going to hang on to it? Ooh. Yeah. I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. Because I don't like being wrong. Oh. Um... Boy. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, I don't like this. Stop pressuring me. Ask me at the end. <laughs> okay. And the main event, we have Undertaker. Undertaker versus Psycho Sid. Stupid Sid. Stup- He's too stupid to win again. <laughs> stupid Sid. Undertaker with the big win and new World Wrestling Federation champion. Hey. That's what I think. Hmm. Wonder if anybody will get involved. Hmm. Interesting. Oh yeah. Who do you got? <laughs> Owen and Bulldog or Mankind Invader? What uh, is the choice key? Uh, tassel boots. You're doing it. And cutie patootie. Owen and Bully. Okay. So tune in next week's episode. For the season finale of both shows, WrestleMania 13 and episode 22. So until next week, I bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch. I'm going to bed.